Blog Talk Radio. Because you never know. I might be sitting at home with a chicken bone, see y'all on TV. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> I know them, you know. go to one event, I got like five, six people, you know, booking me, blam, blam, blam. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm independent. And I am doing, I'm independent. And I'm like, wow, I'm doing it like on a big scale, like I'm a real artist. I'm like, what? But hey, I spoke You are a real artist. I am a real artist. was written, and and you know what, you know what, because I am, I'm so appreciative. You zeroed in Right where I really want the reader to get. That was the. That's really the reason why I wrote the book. I wrote I'm the book. Away. I told God I would be faithful about the spirit that He gave me, and that, and, and He wouldn't let me, re, you know, release it for some time. But if no one else gets anything out that book, get chapter nine. That's very, that's very, very simple. That's very, very simple. You know, oh. I talk nice to him. They call me Daddy, a.k.a. Disco, a.k.a. Disco, three times. And I say, sure, I don't do no physical harm to them. Mm-hmm. I just threaten to take the food, the clothes, and the home from them, and they act right. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> well, no. See, you go. I was just thinking maybe you might have to clean house or something like that, but that's great. Well, back in the old days when I first started, I, I used to use the duct tape and the clothes hangers and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I thought that, yeah, because that's an old tried and proven practice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I heard. <laughs> it's a national anthem. I make them all say before I put them on the street. They say, we are K-Tickle Girls. The one you heard about. You fight with knives and forty fives and broken bottles too. We uh take pickles, girl, so who the hell are you? Oh so, mercy. Who the hell are you? Okay, I was just about to ask you that. Like what genre would you say most of your music um you know, I guess is in. I don't want to put you in a box or anything, but what do you feel that most represents your style of music? Well, the, Ron Hill, uh, who's one of my partners, and we formulate the Love Brothers. We've just finished our fourth CD as well. He lives in Virginia. He said it's a combination of jazz and hip-hop, which he calls jip-jop 
which I registered and copyrighted right away. Exactly. No, other than other than the fact that um, you know, like you said, I've been I I was sitting there. There was times when I was sitting beside him while he was doing his beats and everything, and um, he's you know I, I don't want to call him his real name. Chance has come a long way, and his music is. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> this is the voice, and as I said before. Good evening, good evening. This is ATAZP Live on Blog Talk Radio. Your host, TAZ. And tonight I got an interview with Kevin Sandboom and also co-hosting author Sue R. Anderson. Yeah, I got sound, sound effects and people's in the background. Uh, how are y'all doing tonight? Sue and Good. Kevin, how are y'all doing tonight? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Good afternoon. Well, good afternoon. Good evening. Good evening, Kev. How are how you? Doing? Good evening. Thank you for having me on. But yes, I wanted you to be in for this one because uh, Kevin is a true artist in every sense of the word. I always tell a story every time I he's been on the show. I met him when I went to this hip-hop church in Atlanta, because I called it hip-hop, because that was the night uh, Donna Summers passed away. And a couple of days before that, Chuck Brown had passed away. So we were in this wow. church, because my friend, uh, comedian, uh, HY, Queen Aisha, she was performing, and she wanted us to come to the show. So they're playing Donna Summers and Chuck Brown music in this church. And I was jamming for a minute, then I had to ask my wife, is this really a church? Because, I, you know, I felt kind of wrong. I'm like, what is going on? So then Kevin was the first performer. And uh, he had some loop pedals, and he looped a drum beat off his guitar, sung some background. Two times, two different backgrounds. Then he started the song, put it all together, and I was sitting there going, Yeah, I got to talk to this cat whenever we get an intermission. And I called him out in the lobby, and that's how we met. And I'm glad I met you because I've been a fan ever since, bro. Yeah, man, thank you. And I, I totally remember that show um, very, very distinctly. Like, that was, a, that was a fun night. That was a good night. Yeah, cause there was a lot of there was a lot of black people in the audience going, "Who is this dude?" But when he started singing, they were like, "Who is this dude?" You know, there's a different way to say, "Who is this dude?" Compared to, "Who is this dude?" And they were all on you, bro. So what I want to do uh, for Sue to get another capture of the flavor of what you do, I want to play this one song. Um, Kevin Sandbloom is a long, long name, and in my queue, I had to put the letters in, and then the title of the song is In My Heart, There's a Line, and I was saying to myself, in my space, I ain't got enough letters. 
I want you to explain the song and then I'll play it. Uh, it's just kind of a, you know, like an uplift kind of song, you know. Um, it's about, I, the whole record is centered, well, my latest record, the record that that song is from is centered around uh, climate change and social justice. And so that song is just about, you know, the the, the will to overcome or to um, right the wrongs, you know. So in my heart, there's a lion. It's just kind of like trying to summon that power, right? So that's kind of what it's about. Right. Here we go. Good God, won't you hear me? 
it does definitely align with more classic, as you said, vintage soul mm-hmm. influences, yeah. right? So there's a lot of that going on, and that's fairly obvious. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I, I take from uh, a lot of uh, different different musics from around the world. Like my first, the first band I was in was a reggae a ska band, actually. And then, oh, uh, then I was okay. in, I fronted a reggae band for a long time, and I also okay. am very um, influenced by like bossa nova, you know, and different, you know, different styles of music, Brazilian music, African music. So like I, you know, I just I'm a fan too of all kinds of genres of music, right? So mm-hmm. I like to try to incorporate, um, you know, the th- things that I hear and things that I love. I try to incorporate all of that in my music. But you know, I, I think for the most part, people generally the first thing they say is it's, it's bluesy, it's soul it's you know kind of yeah kind of neo soul kind of yeah. kind of neo soul sure right mm-hmm. yeah. but my influences okay. were definitely growing up donny hathaway Stevie wonder bob marley al green uh-huh. uh of course sade i love sade and you know mm-hmm. um yeah just you know those were those were the people marvin gay you know a lot of people that i was listening to when i was younger james brown uh-huh. uh for sure Nice. Yeah, yeah I, I can do all of those little bits and pieces, yeah. Mm-hmm. You do yeah. a lot of that. I mean, I hear everything that he named in yeah. every song that I've heard. <laughs> I mean, you hit it right on the head. Right uh, and, and it's hard to put you in the category because sometimes you funk it out, sometimes you soul it out. You know, you go through a list of them. I mean, particular mm-hmm. songs that I'm thinking uh, like when I first heard him, I was like, man, he's straight up hip hop. <laughs> the way he put that beat right. together, you know, that's what I'm saying, because I do hip hop. So I'm like, <laughs> he's straight up hip hop, where he put that beat together. So I'm more of a technical guy, so I'm noticing that you're incorporating, because when I first heard you, it was a lot of acoustic, but you're actually incorporating other instruments. Are you doing a lot of the production on your tracks now? Yeah, well, I, I on that track that you heard, I I played I played every instrument on that track. Wow. And, uh, and I, well, the, the drums are programmed. You know, I program the drums, but um, I also I so what I've been doing in, during coronavirus is teaching myself to play the drums, like play you know play play the drums. So you know now right. I consider myself a decent enough drummer to like play through a track. You know, with whatever I'm recording, I should just like mostly sample um sample my drums but uh so yeah I, I mean i that's kind of my i just like to get in the studio and just start you know start going right turn on the record button and just start layering things and i don't like anything to hold me back you know so if i can play all, all the right. instruments right. it's just you know makes it everything everything much simpler you know? yeah uh, less of less expensive too as well to have somebody come in and actually, I know about that, bro. Yeah, have somebody come in and perform on the track. Sure. Um, The next song I want to play before this half hour is uh, the song They Say, which I was very curious to know. I don't play none of the songs, like I've said many times. When people send me the track, I already know what the artist is about, and I'm already a fan, so almost everything they play. I'm in love with, so 
I don't <laughs> listen to them, so I'm like, I was interested in sure. listening to this one, though. They Say. What is that song about? Yeah. Uh, well, they, the, the lyric is, they say a rising tide floats all boats. And it's, and this song is actually centered on climate change or on sea level rise. It's kind of a play on the, on the, it's a play on the economic idea that a rising tide floats all boats. And it's, however, as far as what humans are doing to the planet, it's actually, we're actually raising the levels of the sea, you know, the sea levels. So that's kind of what the song is to play on that idea. Um, but it's also a nod to, there's a famous club in Detroit called They Say that it doesn't exist anymore. Okay. And so it, it's a part of that lyric. And it's also kind of like a nod to this, this club in Detroit that I used to, used to perform at until they closed down. This is They Say, so Kevin
artists and, you know, of course, others, you know, have, have inspired me to write songs about, you know, important subjects, right? Because it's not, you know, I think most, most people like a good love song or whatever, but mm-hmm. you know, that's not the only thing to write about. And oh, I think absolutely. that there's a lack these days of, of conscious music, right? You know, mm-hmm. yeah. politically conscious music, socially conscious music. Um, Agree. I think yeah. I think we could use more of it. <laughs> so. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Just trying to do Kevin, my part. I I looked on your uh, website and I seen like ten, eleven. How many albums? How many projects you have? I uh, thirteen, I think. <clears throat> The he don't, don't think he don't even know. I don't know. <laughs> and, he, and he's getting ready to write one next month. That's what he said, right? So he yeah. don't even know. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, that's so, right, 13. Yeah. So my, my, my question is, uh, how do you, and I, I mean, I know because I write a lot of things, but this is for the people. How do you come up with the, you know, the, Subject matter, the creativity. I mean, how does it hit you? I mean, like, it's got to be hitting you at all angles all day long. They have 13 projects. I, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I have to say I'm, I'm, I'm blessed in that way that I'm, I never really run out of ideas or inspiration for music. Um, if anything, my problem is that I write too many. I have too many ideas. <laughs> you know, so there you go. When I when I'm writing a record, like I really have to force myself to focus on you know a group of songs and not you know because I'll write a whole bunch of songs and go like oh this is gonna be my next record and then two weeks later I wrote a whole bunch of other songs and I'm like I forgot all about it you know it's like I moved on already to some other ideas but so right. yeah there's I you know I'm kind of writing all the time. It's kind of a constant thing, so I just have to really like channel it and focus it, and keep, you know keep say focus on the subject at hand, you know, and not just um, you know not just get lost in a bunch of ideas. Yeah. But um, but that that is a quality problem to have for sure. Good problem, man. Kind of touching on that, kind of piggybacking on that. I've always wanted to ask an artist, a, a musical artist, this question. So which comes first, typically? And I know it, it's probably interchangeable sometimes, but does the melody and the, the music, is that the, the, the forefront, or is it the lyrics that come first? Or is it, you know, sometimes it's either or. Which one comes first for you? Uh, it used to be it used to be very formulated. It used to be the music first and then the lyrics. Okay. But lately in the last few years it's just kind of everywhere you know like i get a lot of ideas when i'm driving you know down the freeway right so i was just you know whatever hanging out with my i have a seven-year-old daughter she's very musical so we'll like uh you know we'll kind of just riff on ideas you know and sometimes i'll get an idea when we're like messing around and i'm like that's pretty good that's actually really good we gotta you know we got to record that or whatever, or uh, mm-hmm. record it on my phone, you know, so I don't forget the idea. So I just kind of, right now, it's just like kind of coming from everywhere. Okay. Um, there's no pattern. There's no, you know, there's no, no formula. It's just where I just grab pieces 
out of the air and then just try and like turn them into something. Um, okay. Kind of yeah. like putting pieces, yeah. pieces of a puzzle together, kind of. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And um, but I also read. I also read. Um, is there a guest teacher at Berkeley? College the music. Say that. Say that again. You were a guest teacher at Berkeley College of Music? Oh, I'm sorry. Broke up a little bit there. I apologize. Can you say that one more time? I apologize. <laughs> I said you were a guest teacher at Berkeley College oh, of Music? Oh, that's right. Yes. 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 I never uh, knew I that. I have a friend. Well, <clears throat> yeah. Well, it was only – it wasn't a – it wasn't a, like, long time. It was just a couple of days. I have a friend – who was a, a teacher at Berkeley School of Music, and she, and she had me come in and do, you know, speak to a couple of classes there. Um, right. And I, well, actually, uh, she had me record a song with some of her students, and that was really fun. That wow. was one class, and then there were a couple other classes where other teachers had me come in and speak about being an independent artist, and uh, it was it was a really incredible. Experience. And uh, I was, you know, yeah, lucky, lucky to be able to ha- have done it. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was really fun. I was, you know, I was definitely nervous about it because I was like, what, you know, what do I have to offer these students, right? Like, what am I going to say? You know, are they going to care? <laughs> but they were all really very receptive and very eager to know, like, how it was I did what I did and, you know, how did I tour? How did I set my set up my touring? And how did I, you know, make money touring and um, all of that? You know, how did basically what you're asking me right now? You know, how do I write songs? Where do they come from? What do I, you know, how do I put it, put yeah. it together? And then, so, yeah, and that's something a lot of that's something a lot of students that's in music would like to know. I mean, especially after they hear so, one of your tracks and then they're like. Okay, I got some more questions to go right now <laughs> because this does right. sound real good. So yeah, I would I would assume that they had a whole lot of questions. Um, yeah, I want to play. It was, uh, it was a great experience. I want to play another song. Uh, the song is called "Boom." Just a simple title, and I was thinking of writing a yeah. song called "Boom" myself, but uh, I haven't seen yours, so I'm not writing a song called "Boom." But, uh, <laughs> I might write bang. I ain't write boom though. Um, there you go. Uh, the, the song boom. Explain that, cat. Uh, well, this is actually um, uh, kind of uh, has a little comedic element to it. Um, I did it with a friend of mine, Joshua Silverstein, who's a beatboxer, and uh, he's also a comedian, and so. It's kind of a duo project, so he's guessing on the track, and uh, we're doing the lyrics together. And uh, yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a comedic take on the end of the the end of the world, <laughs> and uh, or or just you know the state of the world as it is. And so, but um, there's some funny moments in it. And so yeah, I, I think you'll hear what Joshua has to offer or add to it. Here it is. Boom. 
but that's fine. <laughs> Boom goes the world in a second. Kaboom goes the world in a mushroom cloud. Kaboom goes the world at 11. Boom goes the world cause you play too loud. Boom goes the world in a second. Boom goes the world in a mushroom cloud. Boom goes the world at 11. Boom goes the world cause you play too loud. Have you heard about Antarctica? I have. I heard there are aliens now. What? Yeah, and what are they spraying in these skies? I, I don't know. It looks like they're playing tic-tac-toe or something. And why do we have all these chemicals in our food anyway? Dude, you can't even drink the water anymore. Right? You know what? I heard that Wi-Fi is bad for you. What? Is my television recording this conversation? Mm-hmm. Boom goes the world in a second. Are there really huge cities um, underground? Did you know that all these terror attacks are fake? They're actually they're actually cure cancer. So why is my baby getting so many vaccines all at once? Everyone, everyone I know is sick. What's going on? I heard the whole cities are going to be underwater in just a few years. Boom goes the world in a second. Boom goes the world in a mushroom cloud. Boom goes the world at eleven. You know, I just sold my house and my car, and that way, no one knows where I am at any point in time. I'm not on Facebook, I'm not on MySpace, I'm not on Instagram, I'm just here, right now, because you don't know that, because you don't know where I am. <laughs> I mean, I don't want anyone to find me, because last time I was found, they, they locked me up, and they wouldn't even let me call my mom, or my dad, or my sister, or my brother, and so as far as I know, they're also the enemy, enemy. all people that I know are the enemy. You're the enemy. The, the, the people next door, enemy. The policeman, enemy. The postman, enemy. The cashier girl, Bond, super enemy, because, you know, Bond is a conspiracy to make food privatized. You know, food should be free, and you should be able to eat whatever you want to eat off the ground, from Earth. That's the way it was meant to be. But, yo, you can't do that because you get to buy food from the store. What is a store? Store. It sounds like spore. It sounds like gore. It's big gore. Al Gore. Oh, what a conspiracy that is. He's a robot. You know that? He's a robot. Everyone in politics, robot. No one's a human anymore. And Trump, oh, he's the biggest robot. What a scary man that guy is. Boom. I like that, man. I like that. Good concept. <laughs> I like that. Thank you. Very unique. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, postman yeah, is a, a enemy. Postman is enemy. Did he say the postman right. is an enemy? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a postman, though. Used to be retired. Though. You know like, I heard that. You know, I'm so sad. What? You the enemy? Um. I want you, uh, Sue, I want you to give me yes. a quick question. we got 15 minutes or anything you want to say. And then, uh, oh. Kevin, you give your information where people can hit you up. So I can play this uh, last song. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm going to ask a kind of a random, kind of a fun question. So it's a two-parter, and it's, but it's real okay. quick. 
So what would be in a in like in a perfect scenario, what would be your dream collaboration? One with a past artist that maybe that that's passed on and two a current artist. Ooh. Um <laughs> okay. You got there's, there's a lot of people I'd like to work with. But yeah, definitely a past artist maybe um well I, I would have loved to work, you know, Bill Withers would be awesome. Oh, um, yes. Yes. And he just, he just passed. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, yeah. right. Um, uh, you know, also Marvin Gaye was great and I, you know, I just, there are so many, uh, I feel like I'm leaving out so many great <laughs> ones, but maybe a current artist, um, I would love to work with, uh, D'Angelo would be awesome Ooh, or okay. Thundercat would be awesome or uh okay, yeah. okay. do you know who do you know who Le- leanne lehavis is leanne leanne lehavis is actually a thundercats girl yeah but yeah. they're they're dating yeah. i don't know if you know that but yeah but leanne lehavis is dating? insanely great i mean she yeah <laughs> huh who is she who is say she what? dating did you say thundercats you thundercat say, and oh, leanne lehavis are dating and they're two two of my ah, favorite I didn't artists know that. are dating yeah, yeah no, i love them too <laughs> Now I got to look them up so I can see they did right. a song together. Right. Right. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I want you to give You know, I just, just, so, just so I can add on that, I would love to hear you do something with Layla Hathaway. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's, yeah. yeah. Uh, that yeah, would, would be, nice. be I would not be against that. In any way, shape, yeah. or form. Yeah, she's she's amazing. Yeah, yeah. she is yeah. amazing. Uh, Kevin, give okay, out your information you. where people can can hit you up. People can uh, buy your album, and you know, reach out and touch you. Um. Well, pretty much everything can be found at kevinsandbloom.com. Sandbloom is spelled sand like the beach, bloom like a flower, and um. Uh, yeah, at kevinsandbloom.com, and my Instagram is at kevinsandbloom. My Twitter is at kevinsandbloom. My Facebook is at kevinsandbloom. My YouTube is at kevinsandbloom. Um, <laughs> but if you just go to my website, you can get to all of those um, social medias as well. And you know, all my a- albums and T-shirts and whatnot are on my website. Cool. cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm glad you came in, man, because. Like I said, you're one of my favorite people out there that I love to listen to. And I love all kinds of music. And I love yours as much because uh very creative, man. And you done messed me up with this Thank cat, you know. You got me, you got me in a fix with that. Uh, I didn't expect cool. that. Um, I could almost hear you doing a whole song doing just cat all the way through. Well, you know, I'm, I'm a big jazz fan, so I would love to do... You know, it's kind of kind of one of my goals is to do something more directly jazz oriented, um, something yeah. more straight ahead. But I just haven't gotten there yet. But you know, eventually. Yeah, I I see it coming. And also, I yeah. want to thank you, Sue R. Anderson, for coming through, Woo-hoo! doing your <laughs> doing your thug sizzle. Uh, I mean, I told you it was easy. <laughs> Especially when you like the artist and you love the music, it's very easy. An hour go by so fast that you go, what? Absolutely. We almost done? Yeah. So, I mean, 
I'm telling you, you're gonna have to come back through and do it again. And every time, I, every time, uh, the last time I do believe when Kevin came in here, I had my man that uh, he worked with all the hip hop artists when hip hop first came out with MC Light, uh, KRS, KRS One, uh, Kumo D. Yeah. He worked with all these different people when he came in, and we talked to Kevin one. It was one of the, I guess, three times you came in, and we talked to yeah. him too as well. Yeah. So, like yeah. I said, it's always a pleasure having you in, uh, Kevin, and uh, yeah, I love the music, man. Thank you. Always a good time. Uh, thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Now, uh, thank you, Kevin. I'm sorry. Oh. I just want to say real oh. quickly, thank you so much, Pat, for in- inviting me. This has been totally amazing. Uh, Kevin, again, I'm an instant fan. You know, you, you. you know, I, I, I'm going to get the T-shirt, you know, whatever T-shirt you got there, I'm wearing it. Yeah. That's cool. all. Cool. That's all I got to say. All right. <laughs> well, thank, well, thank, thank you so you much. Uh, much. Great to meet you. Great to talk to you. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. Uh, the last song, uh, I, I want to see if I'm saying it right. Cicada? Is that it? Or did I say Cicada, it yeah. It's okay, Cicada. Uh, uh, explain it, dog, and then I'm going to play it. Uh, Cicada is the title song of the album, and it, um, it's it's like a, it's a song to uh, uh, an insect, <laughs> so... You know, cicadas sing their song, right? They're like like right, crickets, right? right? They have a they have a song and they make a lot of noise. So it's kind of a song about nature and the planet, and like it's a song like it's a it's a it's a song of apology to the planet and to nature and to okay. cicadas. Thank you again. <laughs> right. Thank, Thank you again, Kevin Sand. Thank you. Thank you again. Sue R. Anderson, Arthur, all that stuff. Uh, we will. I will be back on Saturday night. Uh, take care. Mm-hmm.